The Rum and Miss show that you are currently tuned into will begin in about five minutes. Until then, enjoy this wonderful tune. Why does a good man have to Listening to War of the Stars, a Star Wars podcast presented by Realmist Entertainment, with your host John Tolley. Hello, everyone, and welcome to War of the Stars, a Star Wars podcast. We are coming to you, as always, from deep within the Outer Rim, far beyond the watchful eyes of the Galactic Empire. Joining me today, running out this trio, is my own uh, holy trinity of Star Wars, Mr. Brian Miller and Christopher Stolle. Together, we are like the Han, Luke, and Leia of the Star Wars podcasting world, and I'll let you figure out which one of us is Leia. 
Chris look, is juicy. Look, I, I I'll admit it. With, with, <laughs> with, with Brian's reaction right now, I I'm Leia. <laughs> you really are. <laughs> but I want to be loose. Oh right. Oh man. Oh you. So I'm already. You want to bone me? I'm already married. I'm already married, so I'm younger I, than you. I don't want to be Leia if you two are the choices. <laughs> oh, so how are you guys today? Brian is juicy, and I'm like loving life right now. What is with the word juicy? Because you hate it. Look, here's the here's the thing, guys. Uh, so no, Chris, no, I'm not going to show anybody. No, Chris sent me a photo of himself from years ago that is going to be a promo for the channel very soon, like. Tomorrow night soon because I've got to come up with some good shit for this. <laughs> He's just and I cannot wait I to show you guys this picture. <laughs> I, like I like, before we went live, I feel like JJ holding the trailer for episode nine, just going, <laughs> "I know what it is, and nobody else does." <laughs> I'm so giddy now that I know. Oh my god, this is awesome! Oh my god, we, we do oh. we do have some we do have some house cleaning to do before we get into the news and everything here. <laughs> Chris is trying uh, to change the subject so fast. No, 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 no. I'm, I did. It's, it's, it's good stuff. It's, it's nothing, nothing terrible. I'm trying to set up for it right now. So give, give me, give me a split moment. Here we go. All right. I, I had to throw that out there because I want to talk about our buddies over at White People Shit Podcast WPS. Uh, they had recently been on an episode. Well, one of them, Liam, had been on one of our episodes for It Had to Be Said with Venus. And he was a great guy, really fun. And they just released their newest episode uh, dealing with bullies. And as you guys well know, they gave us a lot of love and uh, uh, respect and called us professionals, which they have no idea about. <laughs> how, how if un- only they knew how unprofessional we are. <laughs> but you know, I just wanted to get some love to the guys over at uh, uh, WPS Podcast. Make sure you guys go check them out: Spotify, iTunes, wherever quality podcasts are sold. And to Liam's partner, I, I forget his name. I, I don't know his name oh, off the boy. top of my head. But you know, I, I usually forget people that are unimportant. <laughs> who have issues with the fact that pro wrestling is fake and he thinks he can kick my ass. Dude, I'm going to be on your show in a couple oh, of weeks. Oh, here we go. Here we go. And not only am I going to verbally assault your ears, which, you know, is kind of like listening to you sing in the shower. Oh, I will always love you. But I am formally going to invite you. To come on down to Philadelphia, I've still got connections with all the wrestling promotions I used to work for. I may be retired, but I can get us a ring and 15, oh my God. 20 minutes worth of time. And Ooh. I'm willing right here on Realm of the Mist Entertainment to not only get in the ring with you and show you how fake wrestling isn't, I'm willing to put it on my own podcast live that if even if you kick my ass, it's on my podcast live. Balsing your court, Chief. But either way, make sure you check out my boys over at uh, WPS Podcast. That's the house cleaning. Damn. (laughs) Hashtag heal for life. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, all right. Well, the gauntlet has been thrown down. So, <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> Nothing but love, guys. Uh, Nothing but love, guys. Nothing but love. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's go into some news, and we actually got quite a bit of news to talk uh, talk about today. And let's start off with the uh, the fact that it looks like the speculation that we kind of predicted is coming true, and we're gonna. Looks like we most likely are going to have an Old Republic movie. In other news, water is wet. Again, you don't hire Benioff and Weiss, the guys who brought Game of Thrones to life and made it mm-hmm. one of the most powerful TV shows ever, who gave us a battle uh, sequence like uh, Blackwater or the Battle of the Bastards. You don't hire those guys and not do Old Republic. I mean, yeah. it's a no-fucking-brainer. Well, I think the biggest, to me, the biggest thing is that um, apparently shooting starts this fall, which means uh, possibly 2021 release, maybe even late 2020. Uh, well, th- well, it matches up with what they were saying. Uh, I covered, well, we, we, Chris, you and I talked about this mm-hmm. uh, Sunday on Canon Podcast, how it, they were talking about they're getting ready to start production on a TV series, which we said was uh, most likely cast in Endor. And then uh, a film. And that lines up perfectly with that rumor. You know, yeah. that they're getting ready to go into production for it. And, and you, you and I called it. It was going to be a Benioff and Weiss film first. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it was uh, going to be Old Republic. Actually, the well, only Okay, part, wait. We got to clarify. The it only doesn't thing, actually say Old Republic. It just says it's a film that takes place before the Skywalkers. Right. That's but, all it says. Yeah. Right, but... Well, we all know it's going to be Old Republic. The only yes. the only part of this rumor that I have caught in a couple things that I do not agree with, and I could be wrong, but right now it just seems wrong to me, is that they're looking at Keanu Reeves to, to uh, take on the role of Revan. Yeah, that looks more like fan, just fan service, like mm-hmm. fan stuff. I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to it, but I mean, it's I, just... I, I would. I don't want Revan taking off his mask and going, Party on! Be excellent to each other. You killed my dog. (laughs) There is no spoon. (laughs) Oh my god, I'm turning Revan into fucking Kylo Ren. Shaw, Cinnamon. (laughs) Cinnamon, stop. No, I I mean, I know Keanu's a decent actor. I just don't see him as Revan. I don't. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, And of course, the other big news is Disney... Uh, looks like they are going to be relaunching Lucas Arts games. So, how do you guys feel about that? About the, uh, I know you guys are more of gamers than I am. So, um, I don't buy it for a second. I do. I, I do because it was reported by PC Gamer. When it was reported by other sites, I didn't care as much. But PCGamer.com, they're ninety nine point nine percent usually accurate. Now, the problem I have with this is that they're talking about that they're going to pull the license from EA and give it to Lucas, LucasArts, Lucasfilm. Mm. That means they will be shutting down everything that they've been doing with Battlefront 2. And thus far, most of what they've been doing with Battlefront 2 has been good. Mm. So that, that that's kind of a catch-22 to me, if this is correct. And I'm, I'm fair enough to say that it, it, it's sti- until it comes out... From from Lucasfilm itself, I'm still going to say that it's, it's more rumor than fact. But I am excited about the idea of Lucasfil- uh, LucasArts again releasing games because they've put out some of the <coughs> memorable games. Mm-hmm. But it's a catch-22 because I don't want Battlefront 2 to shut down. 
Yeah. And until Lucasfilm officially announces it, I'm just going to take it with a grain of salt. I personally, I don't buy it for a second because, like a month ago, uh, during a, uh, a shareholders meeting, uh, Bob Iger came out and said they were talking about the future of, of Star Wars video games, and he talked about a lot of things. He said how. Uh, you know, in the past that Lucasfilm had developed their own games through LucasArts and everything like that. And he said that they had tried doing it with, uh, uh, what was the mobile game they came out with? Uprising wasn't a big hit. Um, and, and and whatnot. And he said, uh, he came out and said, it's better if they just license it out. And that's what he said they were going to do instead of keeping it under an umbrella of Lucasfilm. So, unless that's just him pulling the wool, uh, wool over everybody's eyes just to have it leak you know, a month later, I just, I, I don't buy it at all, you know? And, 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 and I don't know. I, do I want LucasArts to come back? Jesus. Yes. That is what they should have done in the first fucking place. It yeah. brought LucasArts back. That, they should have never closed it in the first place. Well, but I just, I don't, I don't see any, I, I don't buy it. I don't, I, I just, I have this feeling like it's just, I don't, I don't get it. Well, again, it, it depends if you, uh, if we're talking about bringing it back LucasArts, if you bring it back with the right people, like the people that were originally running LucasArts before Disney's uh, purchase of, of all things Lucas, um, mm-hmm. then then you're talking about you're, you're talking about like the smartest move they can make it for their gaming industry. But if you're talking about just reopening the name but having a whole bunch of nobodies control it then you don't know one way or another how it's going to turn out we could we could wind up with another set of like really shitty games right so again even if this rumor is true that they are going to go back to their own in-house thing and and everything that LucasArts was but they don't have the right people doing it it's not going to make much of a difference Mm -hmm. (laughs) Hmm. but the the great thing if they do that though i I've, i've always said don't just keep it at EA, the license for Star Wars games. You you milk that thing. You you send it out to everybody you can for people to pay you rent to make Star Wars games. And not only are you making money, but we're getting content. You know, how, how long do we have to wait for the next Star Wars video game to come out? We're getting one this fall, but how long has it been since Battlefront 2 came out? 2015. Yeah, well, no, that was, that was Battlefront 1. Battlefront 2 was... 2017. 16? Or was it 17? You're right, it was 2017. So it, that's two years between each game, man. Come on, give it out so that we can get more stories. That's a medium that you... Yeah. That's a, that's an audience, that's a demographic that you are shunning at this point. Gamers. Yeah. Well, that you know? well that in effect, like the last two Star Wars games that you waited four years for were all first-person shooters. Right. One of which didn't even have a uh, a campaign. Campaign, to it. yeah. And yeah. that that's where you're shunning your the the thing about Lucasfilm back in the days. You had arcade games, you had role playing games, you had first person shooters, you had flight simulators, you had arcade action, you had different genres of games that appealed to different types of gamers. Yeah, well, it was the games that got me really back interested in Star Wars. Mm-hmm. It was the X Wing series. I remember getting the X Wing series in. Um, Especially the TIE Fighter one, they had a little booklet with it, and I remember reading it and being like, oh, this is so cool, I need to know more about this stuff, and then that got me into the books, which got me back into eventually where I where I am today. Mm-hmm. 
So, I mean, those those old games like that were very, I mean, especially for me, very influential in my childhood, those old, old LucasArts games. And it's not just the Star Wars games, too. Mm-hmm. You no, know, they have had a bunch of games, too, yeah. Yeah. Indiana Jones. That's a, yep. that's a sleeper series. There was a plenty of Indiana Jones games that were, in my opinion, better than things like Tomb Raider. Right. Or, you know, Crystal Skull. <laughs> I mean, let's face it, the holiday special is better than Crystal Skull. Oh, I wouldn't go that far. Shots fired. No, I'm going there. Oh, my God. I was pretty jaded by Crystal Skull. I don't think you understand how badly that disappointed me. Wow. He just called yeah. Crystal Skull the L337 of the Indiana Jones universe. Went there. Oh, my God. Wow. No shame. Ooh. Wow. What you got? Yep. <laughs> Mark, it's your turn to throw down the gauntlet against somebody. I I can't beat that. Wow. <laughs> no. I'm picking I'm picking fights with the uh, white people shit podcast. You're picking fights with fucking <laughs> Lucas Arts. Uh, Lucas. Bring Lucas it on, Lucasfilm. Fucking fight me. About what you got? Indiana Jones four. <laughs> Come on, Mark. Yell. You yell, won't fight me. Yell at my small white teeth. Yell, yell at the uh, mentally handicapped kid that pushes carts at your store. Uh, <laughs> Let's just offend everybody. Come on. Fuck <laughs> it. Oh, wow. Anyway. <laughs> the a... views the views of Christopher Stolle and Brian Miller do not necessarily reflect those of... Um... There it was. I knew it was coming at some point. It had to come sooner or later. Yep. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, in, with that out of the way, let us segue right into our main topic. And today we're wait, continuing wait, our... Wait, 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 we missed one extra piece of news. Oh! How dare you? How dare Breaking you? News. Today, today, officially, and uh, officially, it has been officiated that... <laughs> I can't talk today. Disney now officially owns Fox Studios. How does that tie into uh, to Star Wars? Well, I'll tell you. Fox has owned the rights to the original saga, all six films. The Star Wars saga is now home. It does mean that after Episode Nine releases, I guarantee you there will be a box set of all nine films. So do you think that with the Disney Plus service coming out this fall, do you think the classic films and the prequels will be on there also? I guarantee you. You guarantee it? I guarantee it. Now that they own Fox, it will be there. Because Fox only ever had the distribution rights. That's all it was. Right, but that's why Disney yeah. has never put it on like Hulu. Right. That's why you got all the <coughs> other shit that Disney's released, but never the previous stuff. Mm. Right. Mm. So my question is, is will they still have, for the original series, if they re-release the original trilogy, will they still have the um, 20th Century Fox opening? Because for me, that was almost part of my childhood, is seeing that 20th Century fanfare, that dun da 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 i will do one better for you. I'll do one better for you. I agree with you. Uh, I think they should because yeah. it is part of Star Wars. But I do one better for you. If they released it, uh, since they own uh, 20th Century Fox now, they should yeah. start distributing Lucasfilm Star Wars films through 20th Century Fox and put that logo back at the beginning of the movies. Oh. Yeah. It, not just, you know not just the for old movies, but so everything simple, new. For something so simple, it did feel absent the last four, the last four films. Mm-hmm. It really did feel absent. And to actually have heard that before, because when you go in and you well, sit down and you, and you just hear like the the chiming 
of Lucasfilm, and then just a long time ago in Galaxy Far Far Away, whenever you think da 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 da, you think of you know how. Well, I'll yeah, even no, go one further it, than that. The the I remember it was the it started out with the uh, the T the THX the. That sound used to scare me when I was a kid for some reason. And Don't then, ask me why. I have no idea why. Uh, <laughs> then the fanfare, the dun da 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 and then that brief pause when the a long time ago in a galaxy far far away, and then the dun da da da. Yeah, to me that was just like. Well, that I, fanfare that fanfare was so important that it was it's actually on the original trilogy's soundtracks. Mm-hmm. It's it's connected with <coughs> the main themes of all three mm-hmm. movies. Yeah. I don't. I don't remember so much if it's on the prequel movie soundtracks, but on the original trilogy soundtracks, look it up. The 20th Century Fanfare is there. That's how huh. tied in it is to to Star Wars. You put it back on the films. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that was the news. Sorry. <laughs> All right. That was the news. Anyway, um, back to our main topic. We are continuing our look at the women of Star Wars this time. I'm with the captain of the ghost, General Hera Sandula. And I'll just start off right now. And the first thing that I think of when I think of Hera, the first word that comes to mind is mom. Mom. Mm-hmm. She was the mom of that crew. Um, even though she was not necessarily old, but I mean, especially when it came to um, Ezra and Sabine. I mean, she was very much the mother figure, even to the point of calling them the kids. Yeah. I mean, that to me, that was Hera. I mean, at least for that first few couple seasons, it was mom. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you guys disagree? Or, I mean, what was your guy? I mean, when you think of Hera, what's the first thing you guys think of? Well, now that I'm thinking about mom, I'm thinking about she raised Chopper. And if, if, if that's any indication, she's a terrible mother. Um <laughs> <laughs> No, I like I like Kara as a character. I always did. I, I felt she was like a no nonsense down to earth. She definitely had a tolerance for the the crew of the ghost. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, uh, she was terrible at hiding her feelings for for Kanan, but uh, oh, but she uh, she was definitely a better character, I think, than her father. Yeah, yeah. Well, Cham, they 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 kind of screwed Cham up a little bit because Cham Syndulla between Clone Wars and Rebels. <coughs> it's it's kind of the same cham. Well, not really. Cham Sindula and Rebels at first was kind of an it was kind of a dick hole. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And but when you get Cham in like Lords of the Sith, the novel Lords of the Sith, it went right along with the Clone Wars. Like he just became a dick hole at some point between Lords of the Sith and and uh Rebels. And yeah, and considering how that book goes, I guess it's understandable, but that's enough, like between him and Saul Guerrero, those are the two characters I'm like, there's not a lot of continuity between every iteration of him you get. Yeah. But Hera, no, I love Hera. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely love her. I named my dog after her, so you know. <laughs> well. Um All right. Well, there's our show, guys. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for calling. Well, right, have a good night, everybody. May the force be with you. Stay tuned for after hours. Character. Stay tuned for after hours. Stay tuned for after hours. Uh, no, no. I mean, you know, I. To me, Hera is really interesting because she was the first of the cartoon characters to get a mention in the live-action movies. Mm. I mean, 
that to me just shows just how important she was to the to the Star Wars story and to to everything that of all the characters they could have mentioned from the plethora of of you know all the characters that have been in animated movies, it was the one they chose was Hera. No, you're, well, you're you're not wrong, well, and we also take a look at the the fact that the, not only did they make make mention of her in Rogue One, they also, uh, as as Brian will probably point out to you because he is the keeper of canon, uh, that some of the Forces of Destiny uh, uh, videos are canon. In which case, Hera survive and the Ghost survive the uh, intergalactic civil war. They are yeah. seen yeah. on Endor at the after the Battle of Endor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, we we get that at the end of Rebels too. You know, we know that they survived because we see Hera with her son, with mm-hmm. her and Kanan's Kanan's son. So we know that they survived and um, you know went on to bigger and better things. Now, if how, now the question is how long did they survive into that, and is in the current timeline is Hera still out there? Well, I as guess as far as like sequel trilogy goes, yeah. That's a good question. Well, how how long how long do uh, Twi'leks live? Like, what is their lifespan? I don't know, man. Bib Fortuna didn't look too good. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, like the reason the reason I'm wondering the reason I'm wondering is because like you you can imagine like during the time of of Rebels that Hera's mid to late twenties, I would say, yeah. like human wise. So mm-hmm. you you figure that's five years before the Galactic Civil War, right? Give or take, yeah. if, if I'm following my my timeline correctly, it's five it's yeah. five years before a new hope. So then she survives the battle of New Hope. So she's uh, early to mid thirties at the end of Jedi, mm-hmm. human human wise. Then you add thirty more years to that. That's in their sixties. Yeah, yeah. So so it's possible. I mean, it's you know, well, sixties possible. Think about this for a second, too, because at the end of Rebels, we know, you know, their son, Jason, uh, mm-hmm. she even said, you know, he was a great pilot like her mother. And we all know <laughs> what his father was like. Right. Yeah. So which leads me to believe he's a force user. Right. Mm-hmm. So could there be a possibility that he's going to pop up somewhere that he was one of Luke's students mm-hmm. at the new academy? You know what I mean? Like, Ooh. so. Yeah. Like, there's a possibility he could pop up somewhere else down the road because he would have been what? Yeah, he was like what uh, four or five years old at the end of Rebels. It looked so, like it, yeah. So, which means he was born right around the time of like A New Hope, right? Maybe even yeah. right before. So yeah. he's gonna be like thirty-five. He's probably close. He's just a little bit older than Kylo. <gasps> I already know you. You know where I'm going with this. No, I just had a completely no? different thought. What if she's in Episode Nine? What if she's the one that's with Lando? Oh, mm. and I don't know, because I just watched the episode of, of Rebels with Lando, the Puffer Pig episode, the <laughs> one filler episode in that entire series. <laughs> and she was not fond of Lando, not even by the skin of her teeth was she fond of Lando. She he warmed up. She warmed up to him later on in a series. <sighs> and I say warm up, not in the sense of like they became like friends, friends, but she more tolerated Lando. By the yeah. end of the series. Yeah, it's possible. I mean, and the odds fought, of seeing Hera pop up, and, and as as canon will dictate, she has fought for the Rebel Alliance all through the Galactic Civil War. She knows that Lando blew up the second Death Star. 
right and became mm-hmm. a general for the for the uh galactic alliance right so there could be a new respect there 30 years down the line we got old billy d williams sitting there with his sabak cards and and his 45 and he's in the ghost with hera and that's how they get reinterconnected with the resistance Mm-mm. well see the reason i think hera got a mention in rogue one and and keep in mind also the ghost makes an appearance in rogue one and so does chopper yeah um I think the reason that that actually even happened at all was because Rebels was still going on at the time the film came out. It was still mm. showing. We didn't know where the characters were going to end up throughout the series because we remember we all thought there's no chance in hell any of these guys survive. Remember? Oh yeah, I and then they that, did. Yeah. So then you see Chopper in Rogue One, and then you hear General Syndulla. I think it was their way of saying because that's the only other piece of canon that's really happening at that exact time. Mm. I think that's their that was their way of universe building of well this is the only other thing happening right now so let's just mix it in with this Hera made the most sense so they said you know General Sandula but I swear I will to this to the day I die I will say this in Rogue One when you see Chopper's little cameo when he's rolling off to the side how hard Lucasfilm I'm gonna call you out again uh-huh. how hard would it have been to put a fucking green toy like in an orange jumpsuit walking in front of him. How mm. hard would that have been? You already said General Sandula's name on the radio. We know she's alive. Why the fuck couldn't you have put her in the in the shot? Oh, that would have been. You know, and just and it would just it would have just been for those fans that pay attention. That to knew. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lucas, yeah. I remember, I remember <sighs> sitting in the theater for Rogue One, and when the ghost popped up, I heard people going, "Oh my god!" Like, and and you could yeah. tell who in the audience watched Rebels and who didn't because some people were like. Mm. I don't get it, you know? <laughs> like, yeah, Lucas, Lucasfilm, you gave us a movie that we didn't think we even wanted that gave us the greatest hallway scene of all time. You brought back Tarkin from the dead. You gave us a movie that was probably one of the greatest movies of the current Star Wars films to date. You gave us... You gave us oh, the I'll ghost. Say that's the best one they've made so far, yeah. You gave us the ghost. Yeah. You gave us Chopper. You mentioned Sedula's name. You gave us cameos of other actors and 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 characters from the Red uh, and New Gold Hope. Leader. Red and Gold Leader and 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 uh, the the Doctor. You know, uh, you better watch yourself. And, oh, and Doctor Evazin. Yeah, you gave, us, yes. you gave us so much shit. But how dare you not give me one more thing? Damn you! <laughs> Yeah, call him. You're sounding Are you, like Lucasfilm. You're sounding like one of these dudes who hate Last Jedi because it didn't go with your fan fiction, man. No, no, no. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. If you're gonna do that, if you're gonna put Chopper, why the hell was Chopper alone? I mean, you even see the ghost later on parked at the base at Yavin Four. You see the ghost sitting there on the pad. Why? Why? If you're gonna put ghost, if you're gonna put Chopper there, why not put Hera? Why not? Mm. And you know, how often do we see Twilex in these new films? We don't. No. You know, we don't see we don't see any Duros. We don't really know, see we don't, a lot of aliens. <clears throat> we yeah, we don't. We haven't seen any Zabrax yet, you know? Uh we no. saw one Rodian and we saw one Twilek. And there I think actually there was a Twilek in Rogue One. Uh it was actually Bib Fortuna's like cousin or something fighting with Saw Guerrera. And then there was a Rodian in Solo. Like a mm-hmm. golden Rodian. But that's that's the only other times you've seen any aliens that were from the classic films. It's all been new stuff, even in seven and eight. Show me one, one familiar alien. You know, yeah. how hard would it have been to put a Twi'lek and, and put Hera in Rogue One? Wasn't, then you could say, oh, my God, because we already knew she's alive. Wasn't there wasn't yeah. there a uh, Doug that was a pilot uh, part of uh, 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 Finn's 
or excuse me, Poe's uh, squadron in uh, Force Awakens? I don't think there was a Doug. I think there the was only a other Doug. time, the only other time you see a Doug is there's they they CG they put one in uh, digitally in uh, Return of the Jedi, in Jabba's palace, and then you see another one in Episode Two. Which people the still argue. Chase. There are some people that still argue that that was uh, Sebulba. It was. No, they've confirmed that was Sebulba. That was Sebulba. That was Sebulba, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> but it was kind of nice. You know, he almost got taken out by Anakin, who he tried to take out. <laughs> but anyway, no, that was him. Um, but no, I, I still, I, I will stand by Hera. Should have been in Rogue One until the day I die. It wouldn't even have been that hard to do. No. Rogue One Special Edition. That's right. Make it so. George Lucas <laughs> shit out of it. <laughs> uh, well, let's let's uh, let's talk about because um, I think we kind of already mentioned this that in many ways, you know, for the at least for Rebels, that Hera was kind of like the yes, you can make the argument that the show was centered around and the focus of the show was. Kanan and Ezra, and more so Ezra, but Hera was the backbone of that show. I mean, she was the glue that held that crew together. No, you're mm-hmm. you're you're not you're not wrong. I I I I would say Ezra was the catalyst for the show. I wouldn't yeah. say he was the main focus either. I think it really was Kanan because mm. because Kanan was the most impactful of the whole entire show as far as stories concerned. Yeah. However, yeah. you're, you're absolutely right. If I th- if anybody held the <coughs> crew together and gave legitimacy to them being part of the rebellion, it was her. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's a reason why they, of all of them, she was the one that got the rank. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. she was the one that got the, you know, the title of general. You know, I don't think, did Kanan get a rank or was he just... No, he didn't make it that far. Yeah. Spoiler alert for those of you that haven't finished Rebels. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean... She was. She got the rank of general even before the series was even over. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, when when they kind of hooked up with the rest of the rebellion, with the right. you know the rest of the rebellion, and was what, it when she when she a captain? She wasn't general. She was a she was captain. She might have point. been a captain at the time, but she uh, still got a rank. Yeah, yeah, That's, yeah. Was it? But you know, it's not just rebels she kicks <laughs> ass in too. It's the comics because I know Chris isn't a fan of the Doctor Afra comic, but she's made an appearance in that also. To the yeah. point where Afra tied her up and put a big ass ribbon on her head. You know what I mean? <laughs> she, I she saw was that pissed one, off yes. about it later too. She's because Afra was asking her for help. She's like, "Why should I help you? You put a ribbon on my head or some shit like that." But uh, but Harris coming up also in Alphabet Squadron, the novel coming out, Alphabet Squadron. <coughs> she's the one that's dispatching the squadron. So mm. I'm I'm excited to see even more Harris. She's still continuing to pop up. Yeah. Um, well, let's just kind of go through and just talk about, and I think this is the first time in any of our talking with any of the women where you can really talk about their relationship with other female characters that are in the series. Um, and of course I'm talking about her relationship with Sabine. And I mean, how do you guys see that relationship? I mean, I kind of see it as definitely a mother daughter. I was going to say... Sister. Yeah, that's where sister? I would have gone. I would have gone because, the older sister scenario. Because, and, and one of the best times you see that kind of shine is there's an episode where those two go on a mission together to meet Fulcrum. Because at the time, we don't know who Fulcrum is. Yes. And Sabine wants to know who Fulcrum is. She wants to go meet 
with Hera. Yeah. And they go to this planet where there's these creatures hiding in the base where the sunlight, as soon as they touch sunlight, they start to burn. You know, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, I know which one. Yeah. During that episode, Sabine really confides in Hera quite a bit with her past and how the Empire never told her what was going on and didn't trust her with everything. And and Hera just kept telling her, have faith. You got to just trust me. And she's like, well, that's what the Empire told me too. You know? Yeah. And la- even later on, um, there are instances where those two have some serious bonding moments. But personally, I always thought of it as more of a big little sister thing. Mm, I can see that. Yeah. Now that, yeah. Now that I admit, now but, I, I but I see where you're coming from also with the mother-daughter thing. Because it could also be construed that way as well. I do see, I do see where you're coming from, though. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, she definitely... Go, go ahead. I, I, I would agree with the mother thing in the sense that I think she was a mother to the whole entire ship of the ghost. You know, yeah. Zeb, Ezra, Kanan. Sabine. Oh, yeah, because she whipped out Zeb's middle name several times. Yes. Oh, yeah, and there's nothing more mom than that, which is yeah. funny because she wasn't that. I don't think there was that much of an age difference between her and Zeb. Mm-hmm. I'm almost guaranteeing I mean, Zeb was older. Yeah, but yet she still was like, could just... I mean, that's a typical mom thing. You throw out that middle name, and you're just like, "Yes, man." But yeah, that, no, that's that's when your head snaps around. <laughs> oh shit! But <laughs> that's real. But yeah. that's that. But that's that's my first thought of her. Uh, uh, her as a mom is is to the whole entire crew. But yeah. I, I, I'm right there with with Brian. The the interactions she's had with Sabine, and even the interactions she's had with Fulcrum, which I'm I'm staying away from the actual name in case people haven't finished Rebels yet. If they haven't watched it by now, they're not going to. All right, well, all right, fine. Yes. Uh, with, uh, with uh, uh, oh my God, Ahsoka. Ahsoka. Thank you, Ahsoka. Ahsoka. Was more sisterly. Yeah. You know, closer closer than friends, but not necessarily like a mother-daughter. I would almost say Ahsoka treated Hera more like a mother. Yeah. Than, than how Hera would treat Sabine. Hmm. As far as I think, I think they treated. I think when I when I look back and I see the the relationship between Hera and Ahsoka, I definitely see that they saw each other almost as equals. Mm-hmm. Like there wasn't like you could tell that there was a like especially at, at the beginning. And I think it kind of changed later on when um, in the later season, especially the last season of Rebels, but that. There was this. I there. You definitely could tell that with the with her and with like Ezra and Sabine that I'm on top. I'm in charge. Mm-hmm. And you're you you know yes, I respect you, but you're definitely there's definitely a hierarchy. With her and Ahsoka, it was like we are equals. Mm-hmm. There's no I'm better than you. Or I'm higher ranked than you. No, we are equals. There definitely was a hierarchy between her and the rest of the crew. There was her and Kanan, and then there was everyone else. Mm-hmm. Well, even the first time I, that I ever even heard of Hera, it wasn't even in Rebels, because there was the first canon novel that came out was A New Dawn, and it was the story of how Kanan and, and Hera met. And that yeah. came out before Rebels ever did. And uh, I remember reading that, and, and I, Hera was... And the very think about that. In the very first canon novel Disney released, Hera was introduced. <coughs> she was the yeah. first of the new uh, canonical strong female characters that they introduced into everything. She was the first, and that story of how they met and 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 you know their first kind of I don't want to say mission together, but their first days together, you know, where she actually started to call him love already, stuff like that. Because yeah. how I'm not tell me I'm not the only one that was rooting for Kanan and Hera to finally. Lip lock. Oh, 
Yes. How many times did Kanan get cock blocked? Like seriously, <laughs> like like I mean, every time they got like right there, and then you know Sabine would walk in like, damn it, bitch, really? You couldn't have waited three fucking seconds? I've been waiting four years for this. Get the fuck out of here, you know? Yeah. And well, yeah. right there at the end, like it's just oh god, it is. Finally. Well, well, no, I agree with you, and, and and that I think that was one of the most appealing things about Hera as a character. And even though she has nothing to do with uh, with these two characters that uh, 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 that I'm about to use here, but I think she was like a perfect blend of Princess Leia's tenacity and per- focus and and drive that the mission always comes first, mm-hmm. you know. And, and and never say die attitude because she was she was a straight leader and she never let anything get in the way of the focus of the mission, but she yeah. allowed herself to be vulnerable like Padme. She did allow her, yes. her times to to share her emotions with Kanan or to actually care about Zeb or about Ezra or you know whatever the case whatever the case may be. She was a yeah. perfect blend of both of those characters' strengths and weaknesses, even though she has nothing yeah. to do with either of them. Yeah. And you see, I mean, you see that strength in that tenacity, and you see just how much she means to the crew when she's captured. Mm-hmm. The fact that they will go to anything to bring her back. Mm-hmm. And especially you see how much she meant to that little murder droid. <laughs> <laughs> Chopper. Man, yes. Look. look. Chopper is one of those droids. I'm watching, I'm finally getting into resistance, into episodes where I've never seen him before. And Bucket is, I, I think I like Bucket more than I do Chopper. But what? Chopper is the droid that if you're hanging off a cliff and he's standing there looking down at you, you don't know if he's going to help you up or kick your ass off. Like, uh, you, don't, you don't know which way he's going to go. He's just, he's a bastard sometimes. I, I swear, I swear to you that if you take out the Death Star, Chopper probably has the highest death count in the Star Wars saga. <laughs> He's got several. Yeah, no, you're not wrong. No, yes. I want to. I want to. I want a fan fiction where HK meets Chopper. Well, we've already got triple Z or triple zero and BT. Yeah, got, make those two face. Fight. Yeah, make those two face HK and Chopper. Mm-hmm. Give them a death battle. Give Give me a one off comic of those of those two uh, groups getting together. Right. See what happens. <laughs> you know who wins? The fans. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wow. Um, but yeah, I mean, she, there definitely was a, well, I mean, she understood Chopper. Mm-hmm. You know, Chopper was a, a war vet. Yeah. I mean, we see that. Chopper had PTSD, yeah. Oh, yeah, bat, big time, mm-hmm. big time. And we see that in that scene where they go back uh, to Harris' home planet. And you see that Y-Wing. And you realize, like, oh, oh, Chopper was in the Clone Wars. The Clone Wars. Yeah. Yeah. And Chopper saw some crap. And just, so, and just like our two, Chopper never had his uh, memory wiped. Remember, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Chopper, yeah. And, but, and Hera, again, Hera treated Chopper not as a droid. Mm-hmm. He was just as much a part of that crew as anyone else. Well, yeah, because even even in the episode I was just talking about with Lando, Zeb bets Chopper in the Sabat game against Lando and loses. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And 
when they came and told Hera, that was because we were talking about Hera being a mother. Hera used Zeb's middle name then too. You know what I mean? And and yeah. And and Kanan was like, well, you know, he he bet Chopper. He's like, he's a member of this crew. You know, she <laughs> fought for Chopper. Like, yeah. Are you serious? So no, yeah. And and, and the fact that Hera even stood up for him that way. As yeah. being more than just a dr- yeah no it's no that, that that's a fair point I think Hera looked at him as a member of the crew as a, as an equal to everybody else I don't necessarily think the rest of the crew really looked at Chopper as a droid either Zeb maybe but I think the even, rest of them even Kanan was like do we have to keep him <laughs> like, yeah but, <laughs> but I got the impression from like Kanan and and Ezra and Sabine they more looked at Chopper's like that annoying pet like that yappy mm-hmm. Chihuahua that you yeah. you know. You care for more than an inanimate object like a, like a toaster, but yeah. you wouldn't yeah. be sorry if if somebody left the gate open and it got out of the yard. <laughs> well, how many times did Ezra jump up on top of him and start beating him to death <laughs> and riding him around the ship? Bing, bing, bing. You know, like, matter of fact, both of them, Ezra and... Ch- Hello? Hello? Brian just froze up. All right. Um, but yeah, I mean, like we were talking about, you know, it's, uh, I'm back for some reason. Oh. My Skype is on me. Sorry. Oh, okay. Oh, we still uh, have, but him. no, uh, <laughs> huh? go ahead. But no, uh, Chopper and Ezra both have black series figures coming out this year. And I want to get two of each of them and put two, you know, the box ones on my wall and I want to open them and display them with Ezra's like perched on top of Chopper beating the shit out of him with something. <laughs> Dude, my favorite, my fa- I know this is about hair, but my favorite thing was when uh, they were on top of the ghost and they were trying to train Ezra with the uh, use of a lightsaber. Throwing the, the milk carts at him? Yeah, oh. and, and Chopper was just, Chopper went oh. for death. Chopper yeah, went no, for he death went for with kill. that. Yeah. He, he went for the kill. <laughs> he went no. to kill Ezra. <laughs> while, while, we're on the, while we're on the topic of Chopper, and for those of you who are joining this for the first time and listening to this for the first time, yes, this is something that we regularly do is go off on these tangents. My <laughs> favorite my favorite Chopper moment was the one where they get the uh, where Chopper convinces the Imperial droid to help them, and they're on the they're on the they're on the ghost. And they got the the bay doors open, and they're talking like, "Hey, maybe we can add you as a member of the crew." And Chopper just like, "Nope," and pushes them right out. The... Yeah, <laughs> I love just like, Boop, dude, and just looks and looks down and watches him as he falls through the atmosphere. Yeah. Well, I say I say real quick before we get back on tangent of hair, we go ahead and get our break in. Yeah. All right. All right. So, <laughs> War of the Stars will be right back after these commercial breaks. Why didn't the three little pigs go in for some kind of flat share scheme? Does Jesus get to choose which wine he turns it into? Why don't Sims have the upper body strength to climb out of a swimming pool? And does everybody really want to be a cat? I'm Will Baker. And I'm Alex Prescott. And if you're the type of person that overthinks these deep philosophical questions, then Think to the Brink is the podcast for you. From Disney characters to song lyrics, debates to social etiquette, tune in every week for your dose of paralysis by analysis. All topic suggestions are welcome. If you can think it... We can overthink it. Think to the brink. Available on all podcast platforms. You said that said. How dare you do it? That's offensive. Well, someone's got to say it. It had to be said with Venus. Catch the live show Tuesdays at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Check out the recordings at any time. It's weekly. Listener, beware. Mature content. Sexual content. Trigger warning. 
Do you dare say it? Hi, this is Dave from the Comic Collection at 83 Bustleton Pike in Feasterville, Pennsylvania. Our phone number is 215-357-3332. We are right next to Northeast Philadelphia. We have action figures, gaming, statues, albums, and CDs, graphic novels, other knickknacks, and of comics. Established in 1985, we are your go-to store. Come by and say hello. And say that the guys from Radiocast FM Radio sent you. The address again is 83 Bustleton Pike, Feasterville, Pennsylvania, or call 215-357-3332. Hey everyone, this is John Tompkins. Check out War of the Stars, a Star Wars podcast. Each week, me and my co-host Christopher Stolly news and theories surrounding one of the largest franchise movie franchises in the world. So join us every Wednesday, 8 Eastern, as we travel to the galaxy far, far away, right here on Anchor FM and wherever fine podcasts are heard. Hey everyone, this is Dak. This is Liam. And this is White People Shit. We are a bi-weekly podcast. Whoa. Maybe you're buying week. I'm speaking strong. It means twice a week, you douche. Oh. Yeah, listen to us twice a week. On White People Wednesdays, talk about gay stuff, zombies, superhero sex positions. And on Feature Peep Fridays, we interview the Feature Peep of the Week. Yeah, like a fuck first. Search WPS Podcast and look for the white dude in red pajamas. We're on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, YouTube, and anywhere you get your podcasts. We believe in equal opportunity humor where all things can be made fun of. So if your feelings get hurt and you're offended, you can always eat a dick. Hi, my name's Chris. I'm here to Realm of the Mist podcast. From this podcast, we talk about all the great things from movies, used books, comic books, and many other forms of entertainment, as well as politics, current events, and just general and having a good time. If you're looking for a podcast that is right up your alley, look no further than Realm of Mist Podcast here on Anchor.fm, the word fine podcasts can be heard. Three-eyed turtle? Is that all right? A fucking a three-eyed turtle. Are you tired of the same old podcasts with no humor? Well, join us for After Hours, where everything is funny, at least to us, on Anchor.fm, and where quality podcasts are heard. How the fuck did we get on this? I don't know. CC started this shit. It's their fucking fault. And we are back, and hope you guys enjoyed those commercials. Remember, give all those shows a listen, and go to wherever and buy whatever they told you to buy. (laughs) (laughs) Brian needs Um, a penis pump. Yeah, mine broke. (laughs) 
Well, you know, somebody borrowed it and then sent it back broken, Chris. Well, I, it said one size fit all, fits all, and I proved that wrong. <laughs> anyway. There you go. <laughs> oh, there goes our monetization. <laughs> <laughs> well, we didn't post pictures. That's it. I all right. Well, that, that'll um, be for our anchor supporters. <laughs> yes. Yes. Incentive. <laughs> we want them to listen to the show, Chris. We want them to listen to the show. Shit, is that the point? Repeat after Mark. <laughs> we. All right. Well, um. We're going to make this kind of a shorter show tonight, so we're going to... I know you just had the commercials, but uh, kind of start wrapping things up and uh, just kind of get your final, our fi- all our final thoughts on the character of Hera and get ready for next week. So, uh, Chris, final thoughts on Hera. I hope to God they do more with her. Um, yeah. I, I, we have had her appear in certain uh, some comics. We had her appear in things like Forces of, uh, of Destiny. You know, uh, we've had her cameo in Rogue One, uh, but I really hope that more stories about Hera come out. Mm-hmm. I, I really do. I mean, so far, the only thing we really have dealing with Hera directly besides Rebels is one book. Mm. I, I would yeah. love to delve even more into her world, especially during the time of the Galactic Civil War, what her and the Ghosts may have been doing during that time. Uh, yeah. And that that's a positive thing. I mean, as far as like as what I think of of Hera as a character, is that I think she's a strong enough character that I want to know more about her. Yeah, yeah, and her involvement. So that that's my answer. Is I want more. Bear and almost called you Baron. I don't know why I called you Baron, Ben, <laughs> Brian. I... Well, she she's a compelling character too. Yeah. Um. And, and like Chris said, she's one that you want to know more about. You know, and and. You know, we even like we. I don't think we talked about this, but we even got a little glimpse of her in Clone Wars. You yeah. know, when Chamsundula has his his wife and daughter, that that's Hera. You know, right. as just a little girl. And you know, there's there's like I said, there's so many new like empowering female characters, right? Like strong female characters now. But she was the first one that Disney put out. This was yeah. even before Ray. You know, this is before any. Of, this is before Ray Sloan. Uh, it was the same novel. They introduced them both in the same novel. But uh, as far as I mean, Hera was the first one, she was the leading woman, and she wasn't even human. Mm. Think about it. You know, it wasn't even a human woman. You know, so uh, I like I said, my dog's named after Hera. I love the character. I I can't wait to see what her part in Alphabet Squadron is. I still hate the fucking title, but I can't wait to see. <laughs> her role in that and, and, you know, going forward from here on out. And I want to see how pivotal she was to the galactic civil war to the, to the rebel alliance. I want to see how actually, how actually pivotal she was. And my dog is losing her mind. Uh, she knows you're talking, talking about her. About her. Yeah, she <laughs> yeah. doesn't talk about her. John, what oh. about you? How do you, how do you feel about her? Your final wrap up. Uh, my, well, I like, I kind of agree with all of you. I mean, she definitely was, one of my favorite character of of the non like I guess you could say live action movie character. She definitely is definitely up there one of my favorite characters and definitely one probably outside of Ahsoka, probably my favorite female character. Um and I know she's just a very compelling and like like you guys said, you know, she's just 
she's one of those characters that you want to know more about her. You want to know what she was doing and, um, you know, how she got to where she was and what she was doing. Like you said, like during that time from, you know, episode four through, um, six, uh, the, uh, episode six, yeah, battle of Endor. you know, what was she doing during that time? What was she doing after that time? And yeah, you know, definitely, definitely a character I want to know more about. All right. And with that being said, we're going to wrap things up here and remember to check us out next week as we will be discussing and continuing our look at the women of Hera, uh, women of Hera, women of Hera, <laughs> the women of Star Wars uh, with the, the other female member of the ghost crew. Sabine. I knew it was going to be Sabine next. I knew it. We uh, Let me see if I can get Kirsty on this episode because she worships the ground Sabine walks on. Mm. Mm. That should be interesting. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and now, before we get going here and give our all our sign-off, I believe, uh, Chris, you said you have an announcement to make. Well, technically, Brian and I both have an announcement to make, and I, I may let Brian start so off So when is the, the date? Okay. I'll, I'll start it, and then and then you talk about what we have lined up for it. Right. Okay. So Chris and I have been talking, and for a long time I've been wanting to do a show called uh, Jedi Issues for the Patreon page for the Star Wars Canon Podcast, where we just talk comics and stuff. And I was going to start it uh, several weeks ago, and I had the editor of the Star Wars comic lined up to guest, and then they, they couldn't make it. So I, I ended up pushing the show back indefinitely. Well, Chris and I were talking, and we've decided we're going to bring back Journal of the Jedi, but call it Journal of the Jedi Jedi Issues, where we're talking comic books, right? Nothing but comic books. First episode is going to be coming up in, what, a month? About a month? or Late April. April, Late April, first first of May. And it's going to be a great first episode. We're hoping Mark, you'll join us on it because... Well, there's going to be there's going to be more than just Mark hoping to join. Mark will be representing Realm of the Mist because one thing that Brian did forget to mention is uh, even though this will be for the Patreon listeners and, and supporters of of uh, Star Wars Canon Podcast, this is a joint venture between Realm of the Mist and Star Wars Canon Podcast. So mm. as as such, this first episode will have a representative of Realm of the Mist. I can't think of anybody else who would be more fitting for that than uh, John Mark Tully uh, to co-host with Brian on the first episode of Jedi Issues with special guests, Dr. Janice Lydell. Ooh. Oh, it gets better. Author John Jackson Miller. Uh-huh. And actor oh, it gets better. Mike Quinn. All have officially signed on for the first episode. Yes, sir. I and Mark's will... brain just turned to jelly. <laughs> <laughs> so it will not be me I... on this episode. It will be Brian Miller and John Mark Tully. Of course, John, if you don't want to do it. <laughs> oh, no, I will definitely. I will, I will see my what my schedule is that day. And yeah, <laughs> I'll have to check my schedule. So Fair enough. There it is. There's the official announcement. Journal of the Jedi Jedi Issues. Episode one with special guests Dr. Janice Liddell, John Jackson Miller, and Mike Quinn, hosted by Star Wars Canon Podcast's own Brian Miller, and of course, your host for War of the Stars, John Mark Tully. Yep. Wow. How's that? How's that? That was that is huge news. So uh, everyone be 
uh, keep your ears out and eyes out for that one, and that should be a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. Um, so, as always, remember to um, check us out on wherever fine podcasts are, hosts, are, are heard. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Let me start over with that. Yeah, try that <laughs> again. Take two. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can catch me on the interwebs at John Mark Tolly one on Twitter because I am of course the number one John Mark Tolly on on the Twitter machine and on Facebook at Mark Tolly and on Instagram at Mark Tolly. Uh, remember to check us out on Anchor.fm and wherever fine podcasts are heard. And Chris, where else can they hear us at? Well, if you're going to find us at, if you're going to find us on Anchor.fm, you'll also give you links to where you can find us on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, and so many other places. There's like eight different places that you can find our podcast, and of course, right here on YouTube.com. Just search Realm of the Mist Entertainment, you will find us. And of course, <coughs> while you're at the uh, the the Anchor.fm, hit that support icon. We can use the help, yes. and of course, check yeah. out our Patreon page again. Just look out, look for Realm of the Mist Entertainment. Yes, and if you're on iTunes, remember to give us a five-star review, and uh, remember to give us a like and subscribe to us on YouTube, as they said, and check us out on all the other social media platforms that we're at. And uh, Mr. Miller, where can they find you at? All right, you guys can find me at apparently the newly resurrected Star Wars Canon Podcast. Uh, we finally did an episode on Sunday, Chris and I did. Great episode, by the way. Uh, make sure to go check that out on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, YouTube, and StarWarsCanonPodcast.com. Make sure to check out the Patreon page. Just search Star Wars Canon Podcast. Uh, I just uh, uploaded episodes uh, episode 10 of After Shows Rebels and After Shows Clone Wars and episode 4 of After Shows Resistance. I finally found a, a place to watch it legally, so uh, <laughs> definitely head over there. Check that out. Show some love and uh, watch some some Star Wars TV shows with me. Real quick, I just got a, a notification on my phone from Anchor, and it, I think it would be fitting since this episode is about to go up on Anchor. Uh, I just got a notification that a uh, listener named Travis Paradis just favorited our podcast. So here's a shout out to you, dude! Right on air as we were doing a show, man, you gave us a favor. Cool. We love you for it. Thank you very much. All right. Uh, well, with that being said, uh, remember, check us out next week as we continue looking at with Sabine. And until next time, may the Force be with you. Always. <laughs>